Welcome to the Montana Middle, your podcast for Montana politics. I'm Dan West, and today's episode recaps the debate between the two candidates vying for Montana's lone House seat in the U.S. House of Representatives, Republican incumbent Greg Gianforte and Democratic challenger Kathleen Williams. It's the height of election season, and there's a lot of political news happening in the state, so I'm planning to release a few more episodes than normal in the next few weeks. Also, Congress is out of session until after the election, so things are pretty quiet around D.C. Unless something really notable happens, I'm going to skip the D.C. update for the next few episodes. Because, basically, the D.C. update is happening in Montana anyway. President Trump visited Missoula last week, marking the third time he's been to the state in the last five months. I plan to cover his speech in the next episode. Before getting to the Montana House debate, a word about our sponsors. In its quest to bring the best of Montana to the internet, the Montana Mint supports this podcast. Together, we are striving to make Montana politics more accessible for all Montanans. To keep up with interesting Montana news, check out the Montana Mint at www.montana-mint.com and subscribe to their newsletters about Montana sports and politics. And check out their Montana sports podcast called Montana Mint Sports. This episode is also made possible by the Hotel Finland in the great city of Butte, Montana. Locally owned and operated in the heart of Montana, the Hotel Finland offers affordable luxury and relaxation options at the same price or cheaper as those boring chain hotels along the interstate. Because in Montana, chains are for tires. Experience all the grit and glamour Uptown Butte has to offer. Walk to some of the best eats and drinks in the second largest historic district in the USA, by staying at the crown jewel of Uptown, the Hotel Finland. The Montana Mint and the Montana Middle partner with Montana brands and companies like Hotel Finland because we all love Montana. Next time you're staying in Butte, book your room at the Hotel Finland, F-I-N-L-E-N.com, Finland.com. Thanks again to our sponsors. Now here is the recap of the Montana House debate between Greg Gianforte and Kathleen Williams. The debate was hosted by John Twiggs and Anna Rao with Montana PBS in their Bozeman studio. It was not in front of a live audience, but it was also broadcast on C-SPAN. They covered public lands, taxes in the economy, entitlement programs, health care, Second Amendment rights, immigration, and then there was an extra question about Brett Kavanaugh. Public lands are one of the most important issues to Montana voters, so it's no surprise that the first question was about wilderness study areas which are thousands of acres of land parcels set aside decades ago to assess their status for wilderness designation and whether they should be released from that status. Williams opened by thanking the hosts for the opportunity to speak to Montana voters, and then she explained how she has focused her career on conserving public lands. She criticized Gianforte for introducing a bill in Congress to release wilderness study areas from study designation without public input. It's my honor to be here, so thank you. To the question, my career has been dedicated 35 years to protecting natural resources and solving really thorny natural resource issues, protecting public lands, ensuring public lands stay in public hands. 
and uh, ensuring that Montanans have access to those lands. So I've had a lot of success, including in my three terms in the state legislature, ensuring that we were stopping proposals to transfer public lands, ensuring that I was a champion for Montana sportsmen and outdoor recreationists. Um, and so I got quite concerned when uh, the congressman proposed his wilderness study area release bill without any public input. And we got a lot of concern and complaints about that. So I and my team, we had our own public meeting about the wilderness study area release, which would remove protections for over 770,000 acres, again, without public input. At our meeting, we allowed everyone to come, and we proved that Montanans can come together, be passionate about an issue on various sides, have civil dialogue, and learn from each other. And we invited you, Congressman, but you didn't show up. Gianforte opened by thanking the hosts and the people for electing him last year. He also added a talking point that he would repeat throughout the entire debate, that this was a choice between a Donald Trump Republican and a Nancy Pelosi Democrat. He pivoted back to public lands and acknowledged public support for keeping public lands public and the importance of maintaining a process for public input. And this upcoming election, honest, ultimately is about uh, the the uh, a decision about who do you want to represent you back there? Do you want someone who's going to work with President Trump and deliver results or someone who's going to work with Nancy Pelosi and join the resistance? Now, you've asked a very important question about public lands, and I've got my marching orders from you at home. The principles are very clear. We need to keep public lands in public hands. Secondly, uh, we need to increase access to those public lands. And thirdly, local input is very important. That's why when the state legislature uh, adopted a resolution asking the federal delegation to return these lands that have been designated unsuitable for wilderness back to Forest Service and BLM inventory, and also letters from the county commissioners representing their public input, I knew I had to act. I introduced the legislation to do that, uh, and we'll continue to move it through the process to make sure you have access to your public lands. Uh, we'll continue to talk to all stakeholders uh, and uh, make sure we have your input is heard so we can do what's right for Montana. Williams started the open discussion by providing examples of how Gianforte's legislative proposal overrode several ongoing public processes underway already. Gianforte responded by saying his legislation would take these lands out of limbo and kickstart a new public process. He then pointed to his sponsorship of bills to protect the Upper Yellowstone River and East Rosebud Creek to show how he supported public lands. Williams congratulated Gianforte for those proposals, but also doubled down on her defense of wilderness designation. The second question was about the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act passed last year and if it will help Montanans. Gianforte started by saying the tax cuts are working for Montana, letting people keep the fruits of their labor. He told stories about how they are providing relief for single moms, public school teachers, small business owners across the state. He said it was the most important thing to happen this past year. Williams said she supported tax cuts and providing tax relief for Montanans as well and pointed to her record when she was in the state legislature. But then she pointed out how last year's tax cuts disproportionately benefited the ultra-wealthy. She said Congress and the administration missed a big opportunity to address the national debt, but they instead did the opposite, increasing it by trillions of dollars. During their open discussion, Williams tied the tax cuts to health care and entitlement spending. Here's their exchange. Back and Representative Jim Forte, you can get us started. 
Well, I'm proud of what we did with the tax cut because I know Montana wages have gone up. Uh, my opponent's recollection of her voting record in the state legislature isn't consistent with the facts, though. Um, and I would encourage people, uh, as a convenience, we've put up some of her voting record on our webpage at gregformontana.com. You can check it out there. Let me just say that um, because we doubled the child tax credit to $2,000, that's one of the fundamental components of the tax plan, every, that single mom I was talking about now gets a $6,000 credit to help her raise her kids and make ends meet. We also doubled the standard deduction. So you could argue very strongly, and I think truthfully, that these tax cuts benefited working Montanans mostly. Um, personally, my taxes went up. Uh, that's according to the Billings Gazette and my accountant. Uh, but I'm okay because with this growing economy, we can start to get the revenue at the federal level to start to get our uh, budget back in a more balanced shape. Ms. Williams. Thank you. And uh, Congressman, I do mo know my voting record, so we have some active fact checkers that are that are working hard right now, and I'm sure they'll clar clarify any misconceptions. Um, let's talk about the the woman who um, who is in Helena that got $400 more in her paycheck. Congressman, under your agenda, if she develops asthma or a pre other pre-existing pre condition under your proposals and what you support, she would not have access to health care, or it'd certainly be more expensive. If she wants to retire, which you have said you don't believe in the concept of retirement, Social Security will not be as secure under your ag agenda. If she is interested in contraception, you have proposed, gone out of your way to propose restrictions on women's ability to access contraception. And those three children of hers will inherit and have to pay off the largest debt in American history. This was a nice segue into the third question, which was about entitlement programs like Social Security and Medicare. It asked the candidates if they believe the programs should be preserved. Williams voiced strong support for these programs and criticized Jean Forte for supporting proposals to turn Medicare into a voucher program, which she said would increase costs and reduce benefits. Gianforte responded by saying he wouldn't touch Social Security or Medicare and called Williams' answer a Nancy Pelosi approach to the question. He said Williams' support for Medicare for all would cost $32 trillion. Here's their open discussion. My proposal that so many people are excited about across this state that Congressman Gianforte seems to have uh, misconstrued is that part of my health care plan, and let me say that health care for me is personal. Many Montanans have heard me tell the story that uh, when I was 11, uh, my father and I became caregivers for my mother with early onset Alzheimer's. We kept her at home, cared for her as long as we could, and extended her lifespan by being able to keep her at home and, and be caregivers for her. Um, and so I know what an illness can do to a family. And, um, and I want to make sure that health care is available for all Montanans. So I have a fairly detailed plan. It's on the web, and I've talked about it a lot. Uh, it has several elements to it, but one element is allowing people 55 and older to buy into, Congressman, buy into Medicare. Uh, and that's, that's going to be an exciting proposal, and I think we can pass that. Representative Jim Forte. Well... We've seen what single-payer health care looks like. If you're a veteran, you know. 
because it's difficult to get services. We've made progress and delivered results over this past year. And let's, let's face it, Obamacare is a dismal failure. It promised the moon and delivered nothing. It gave higher rates and lower benefits. So I'm proud that this Republican Congress repealed the individual mandate. We repealed the medical device tax. But we can't just repeal, we have to replace. That's why we've worked with this Trump administration to add association health care plans. My view is that we need more options for Montanans, not less, rather than go to a single-payer system, which is completely government-run. We need the private marketplace to provide. That's why in July I voted to and the House passed uh, legislation that increases access to health savings accounts. My opponent has voted against that at the, at the state level and has voted against uh, being able to purchase insurance across state boundaries. We can do much better than a single-payer system. Ms. Williams, another follow-up. Again, part of my proposal is to allow people 55 and older to buy into Medicare. Medicare has a role for uh, private insurance companies. Uh, they are very involved. Uh, people seem to love Medicare. I hear that all across the state as I've put 46,000 miles on my car. Uh, I also hear a lot of people not knowing where the congressman is when he keeps saying he's traveled across the state. The fourth question was related to the previous one, where, where the previous one was about entitlement programs like Medicare. This, this question was about health care costs. And so it asked each candidate about how they would reduce health care costs for everybody while maintaining quality care. Gianforte reiterated his opposition to single-payer health care, which he compared to the VA. He said he wants to reduce costs, protect people with pre-existing conditions, and maintain access to health care in rural communities. Here he explains the plan in more detail. So what is our plan? Well, it's expanded use of association health care plans. So if the realtors nationally, we should be uh, encouraging the access to health care across state boundaries. But Obamacare also didn't deal with underlying costs in health care, like prescription drugs, which I addressed earlier. In addition, Congress this past year passed medical malpractice reform, which also will bring costs down for consumers. These are some of the elements. We're not done. I think you win a football game running three to five yard plays. We've got to get back in the huddle and run the next set of plays. Williams said health care costs are the biggest issue she hears on the campaign trail. We need to fix health care. And this Congress has really just been doing repeal and window dressing. It really isn't lowering costs. So my proposal is that we need to uh, shore up the individual market at this point in time. Congress made commitments that they're not fulfilling that will help people uh, pay their premiums. We need to ensure that Medicare can bargain for drug prices. That will lower drug prices at projected 46%. Uh, we certainly need to advance generics. Um, buying over state lines doesn't give any consumer protections to folks. So, uh, and then buying into Medicare. And um, I am absolutely committed to this issue, and we need to show leadership in Congress, not these piecemeal bits of window dressing. Their open discussion allowed them to repeat their talking points. Gianforte reiterated his ideas for reducing costs and maintaining coverage. Williams criticized his health care voting record in Congress, calling it window dressing. Here's the tail end of it. We have so much more to do here, but it is, as you know, it is a complicated issue. Obamacare did nothing for underlying costs. That's why this Congress has delivered results. We've, we've passed legislation to um, 
provide for medical malpractice reform. We've been working with the administration, and we've, we've passed legislation that will get prescription drug prices down, expanding access to generic drugs, um, as well as then adding the health savings accounts, which are a great way to give consumers more options uh, to, for a health care plan that suits your need rather than a one-size-fits-all government approach. And final thought on this topic from Ms. Williams. Well, Congressman, you did express support for Graham Cassidy, didn't you? Congressman? Um, I think that's a yes. Uh, also, he, he recently voted against uh, the budget. He was one of very few people to vote against the budget, and he expresses support for community health centers, but the grants for community health centers were in that budget that you voted against, Congressman, right? We have a spending problem in Washington, and the people of Montana sent me to D.C. to get spending under control. And we passed a set of appropriations bills last year that actually balanced the federal budget in 10 years, and yet it went to the, the Senate. Chuck Schumer added $300 billion of additional domestic spending to that bill, I proudly voted against it because those are the marching orders you gave me. And final thought from Ms. Williams, quickly. Well, again, a tax giveaway that raises the debt, $1.9 trillion, and then making uh, portions of that permanent for the wealthy and, and people like Warren Buffett, who got $29 billion out of that, that's what's bankrupting our country, Congressman. The fifth question asked each candidate about their stance on the Second Amendment. Williams opened by criticizing Gianforte for lying and then gave a passionate response about her concern about school safety. I am so glad to be able to answer this because Congressman Gianforte has a habit of lying. Um, after he, the reporter incident, he lied to law enforcement. He is lying and has been held accountable for lying about my position on firearms. He's been held accountable by journalists, and those commercials and others have been considered and talked about by journalists as misrepresentations. So let's set the record straight. I am a hunter. I am a proud Montana gun owner. I support the Second Amendment. I know what it means. I have defined it over and over and over again on conservative talk radio, so nobody should be able to use that against me. That said, we should not be afraid to have a discussion about how to keep our kids safe in schools. Certainly, there are a lot of elements to that, but firearms are one. And I am not cowed by any type of special interest when it comes to the safety of our children. My husband and I spent summers working with youth uh, in youth hunting programs, um, raising a new generation of conservationists and sportsmen and women in Montana. I've been endorsed by the Montana Sportsmen's Alliance in this race. I've been a champion for gun owners and hunters. And uh, to insinuate anything other is offensive. Gianforte responded by highlighting his A grade from the NRA and Williams's F. He talked about how the Second Amendment is not just about public lands, but also about self-defense. He then brought Nancy Pelosi back into it, and here's how Williams responded. And I'll let the record speak for itself. What I will say is uh, the congressman keeps trying to align me with Nancy Pelosi, which is yet another 
misrepresentation that he's using in his commercials that is totally untrue. You know, Congressman, that in July, I came out and said that I would not be supporting Nancy Pelosi for leader and that we had an opportunity to choose new leadership across the U.S. House, yet you're misrepresenting me on that as well. And reporters have called you out for that. We need honesty. Representative Gianforte. Yeah, thank you. Let me speak to people at home right now. It's very clear. If you vote like Nancy Pelosi and you take the same positions as Nancy Pelosi, you're going to stand with Nancy Pelosi. And at the end of the day, this is what this race is about. Do you want someone who's going to stand with President Trump and continue to deliver results for Montana? Or do you want someone to join the resistance and stand with Nancy Pelosi? This Second Amendment issue is an important one for Montana because we, it's, it's part of our way of life. Uh, and I will stand on the Second Amendment, and uh, I'm proud of the A rating and the endorsement I have from the NRA, and uh, I will protect your gun rights. And final word, Ms. Williams. Thank you. And this attempt to be partisan is what is so wrong with Congress, the hyperpartisanship that we're seeing in Congress that uh, the congressman is trying to align me with. Let me tell you, uh, folks at home, we're all, we're all talking to the folks at home, I think. Um, my record is as an independent thinker and an independent voter. In the Montana legislature, I passed legislation that required insurers to cover routine care for cancer patients. That is saving lives. I passed legislation that created over 200 new Montana businesses and over 3,000 new Montana products in just three years. I worked on legislation to, to lower health care costs, and, uh, and, and I was honored by the Montana Chamber of Commerce for my work with business in 2013. So this aligning, this hyperpartisanship is what is wrong with Congress, and we need to elect people that will get away from it. Thank you, Ms. Williams. I beg your pardon. Representative Gianforte, you get the final thought here on our uh, Second Amendment issue. Yeah, I, I, I think I've been pretty clear. I think the, the, the marching orders that you've given me in, Mon in back in Washington is to protect our Montana way of life. The Second Amendment uh, is certainly an integral part of that. And we've stated it already. I'm endorsed by the NRA. I have an A rating. My opponent has an F which she earned from the NRA. But there's other elements of the Montana way of life that need to be protected. I had a situation come up earlier this year where I learned that the federal motor carriers was telling uh, rodeo moms that they needed a commercial driver's license. This is craziness. It's an example of federal overreach. Our office went to work. I sent a letter to the Federal Motor Carriers Administration. I got um, uh, 20... 27 or 30 other members of Congress to sign it. And I'm proud that they came back and said incidental winnings from a rodeo do not constitute a commercial operation. We got a pardon for Montana rodeo moms and less regulation. The sixth question covered immigration. It asked what was the best way to secure our borders and how do we pay for it? Gianforte opened by talking about how our immigration system is broken and that he supports Trump's wall. And why is that important to Montana? Well, as I meet with folks around the state, they tell me that we don't have Montana meth here anymore. We have Mexican meth. One sheriff told me that he knows exactly when the shipment comes in from Mexico 
because he sees a spike in the crime rate in their rural Montana community. We need to fix this. So immigration reform starts first with securing the border. We also need to move to more of a system that focuses on merit-based immigration rather than the visa lottery we have today. And then we should favor nuclear families, moms and dads and little kids, rather than the chain migration we have today. Uh, a fourth component, these were the president's four pillars, and I support him on this, uh, is to take care of the DACA kids. There needs to be an accommodation that provides them a permanent path to um, residency with an opportunity to get in line with everybody else for citizenship. Uh, I voted twice on the House floor for legislation that would do that exactly, as well as expanding guest worker programs so that people can come into this country legally. We need to end illegal immigration and encourage legal immigration that meets the needs of our country. And I'll continue to push for that. And here's Williams' response. Thank you, Representative Gianforte. Ms. Williams. We absolutely need to secure our borders. And uh, the safety and security of Montanans and Americans are one of my top priorities. This is an issue that, yet again, Congressman Gianforte has been called out by journalists uh, for misrepresenting my statements and my record. So I have always said I support a secure border. We need it to work for trade and tourism. We need to ensure that our border uh, uh, stops illegal trafficking of humans and weapons and drugs. And it's wonderful to hear Congressman Gianforte talk follow my lead on talking about a functioning guest worker program for our agricultural sector. I've been talking about that for 11 months, potentially even our, our tourism sector. Um, I agree with merit-based. I agree with DACA. Um, I agree with getting in line, learning English, paying taxes. So uh, his misrepresentations of my record and my statements and his ads are entirely incorrect. I support ICE and our Border Patrol. We need to ensure that we have a mix of a physical and a, a technological barrier along both borders. And we need to ensure that we're giving our uh, staff and the boots on the ground the resources they need to keep our nation secure. During their open discussion, Gene Forte highlighted Williams' past support for sanctuary cities and his impatience for having to deal with the proposal to eliminate ICE, the Bureau for Immigration's Customs Enforcement. In addition, I had to vote on the House floor to not abolish ICE. It is the resistance that's promoting these uh, efforts. And, you know, ICE last year apprehended a million pounds of narcotics at the southern border. They also apprehended 127,000 criminal illegal aliens. These are ones that have committed crimes. We need law enforcement. And... I just the, the party of Obama and Pelosi are promoting ideas that are just not in line with the needs of our state. Ms. Williams. Once again, I'm an independent thinker and an independent voter. My record shows that I've worked with people of all political stripes in the legislature. I have a great reputation for not being a partisan, for helping people uh, wend their way through the legislature, whether they, whatever party they are. So this attempt to align me with uh, the resistance is just crazy. The final question was about Brett Kavanaugh, which was unusual considering the U.S. House does not oversee Supreme Court nominations, but they asked it anyway. 
Williams commended Kavanaugh's accuser, Dr. Ford, for coming forward, and she expressed her concern about the hyperpartisanship of our federal institutions. Gianforte said he was pleased about Kavanaugh and agreed with Kathleen that it got way too partisan. They were then asked a follow-up question about what they would change about the process. Ms. Williams, I'll start with you. Well, I guess I'd, I'd rather use my um, moment to talk about one of the concerns that I think caused this process to be so difficult, and that is uh, women. Women are concerned about maintaining their ability to, ha to make their own health care decisions. And I think that's something very important in this discussion because Congressman Gianforte has gone out of his way, even though he talks about jobs and the economy, to co-sponsor a bill that would limit women's ability to make their own choices about their own health and, and with no exceptions, including the life of the mother. So he's telling me that if I got pregnant and had to uh, uh, take um, steps that, uh, that if, if that was going to kill me, uh, that, that fetus would have to be carried forward um, and I would have to die. So that, those are things that got people so concerned um, related to this, to this uh, appointment and had people up in arms. So I think that needs to be something that we talk about in this debate. Okay. Representative Gianforte, final thought? Well, sure. So for the record, to address that, I am unabashedly pro-life. I think life is precious from conception through natural death, and I'll vote that way if you elect me to go back to Congress. On your question about the Supreme Court uh, confirmation process, I would have liked to have seen the Dianne Feinstein produce this letter when she actually received it. I think any serious accusation has to be heard, uh, and in the end it was, including a seventh FBI investigation into Brett Kavanaugh's background. I just wish it had happened in a little more timely manner. And that was it for questions. Here were their closing comments. Gianforte went first. Montana is special. That's why Susan and I chose to raise our family here. It's why we started our business in our Bozeman home. And it's why I chose to run for Congress to protect our Montana way of life. It's a great honor to serve as your lone voice back in the U.S. House. I take that responsibility very seriously. That's why I have... Uh, uh, travel to all 56 counties in the first uh, 60 days of being in office, and why I haven't spent a weekend in Washington, D.C. yet. I'm proud to be working with President Trump to deliver results. Wages are going up, unemployment's at record lows, and the economy is booming. I'm also working with President Trump to make our communities safer. We do need to secure our border, rebuild our military, um, take care of our vets, and protect the Second Amendment. I have a seat at the table with President Trump, and we'll continue to deliver results. Ultimately, this race is about um, conflict, um, uh, conflicting ideas. Do you want someone who's going to go back to Washington and work with President Trump to deliver more results, or someone who's going to join the resistance and stand with Nancy Pelosi? It's a big decision. This is an important election, and I humbly ask for your vote. And here's how Williams closed it out. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you to my opponent for appearing on stage with me. We need to send people to Congress that will keep their promises. I promise to Montana that I will work so hard to fix health care, 
to foster opportunity for Montanans, for all Montanans, not just special interests, to ensure that we're protecting our environment and outdoor heritage, to bring civil dialogue, integrity, stateswomanship in my case, to a broken Congress, and to rebuild our place in the world. My opponent, Congressman Gianforte, has promised to be Montana's voice in Congress, but he won't meet with the public when he comes out to his 56-county tour. He promised to defend our agricultural sector, but he hasn't provided leadership against these tariffs that are now affecting our export markets. He promised to protect Social Security and Medicare, but he voted for a tax giveaway that, that was after the leadership said that those two were on the chopping block. He promised to protect public lands, but now he's proposing releasing 770,000 acres of protections and health care, just a piecemeal repeal rather than true leadership. I look forward to working with the president wherever I can, but we need someone else, someone who will do more than just talk about working with the president. We need true leadership in Congress, experience, ethics, and honesty, and it would be my honor to serve. Thank you. I would say both candidates performed well. They hit their talking points and defined their stances on a range of issues. I also think they maintained a high level of civility throughout the entire debate. So I hope you found it informative and that it might help you make your decision when you vote in November. That's it for this episode of the Montana Middle. Thanks for listening and take care.